Today is officially episode 100 of the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. I'm so incredibly proud of the show, my guests, the production team, the entire process. <laughs> Thank you for listening in, subscribing, and writing reviews. I've mentioned this before, but this has been one of my most expensive and near most time-consuming hobbies to offer you this free content from experts all over the globe, and I want to hear from you if we should continue the show. Creators like myself offer thousands of hours of free content, but find it hard to get feedback. So I'd be so incredibly thankful if you found help from the show, if you could please leave a quick one-minute rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Quick, do it now. It only takes one minute. And if you have specific guests you'd like to bring on or specific show topics, please email info at yourlongevityblueprint.com. All right, let's get to show 100. How do we make this person happy in this moment versus how is this person going to feel in 30 years? Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You're about to hear from Stephanie Gretz. She has a similar name as myself and also has a private practice here in Iowa. You're going to get to hear her story about how she healed from her autoimmune condition using detox methods, IV therapy, and a fecal transplant. Her story is particularly relevant as World IBD Day was this month. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. Today, my guest is Stephanie Gretz, who's a board-certified family nurse practitioner certified in integrative medicine who also specializes in IV nutritional therapy. She has a passion for providing her patients with integrative healthcare services and teaching other practitioners alternative ways to approach health and wellness. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, tell me your story. It's so powerful. I know you personally. You're a nurse practitioner from Iowa as well. So kind of tell us a bit of your health journey, how you became so interested and in, uh, specialized in functional medicine. Yeah. So when I was in my early 20s, I was I just graduated as a nurse. I started my career. And at that same time, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And there was a whole story and process behind that. It took years to kind of dig onto like, oh, this is how that happened. But in that journey, I was falling to Western medicine. Like, what do I need to do? What pills do I need to take? And, you know, at that time, again, being a nurse, I trusted the doctors. I just wanted to do what was best for my body. And, you know, as I started researching, because I'm like, gosh, I'm a healthy person. Why is this happening to me? And so I look at my diet, my lifestyle, and I'm like, well, you know, I read this research article about pathogens causing autoimmune disease or toxins. So I would bring these articles into my, at that time, I was seeing a rheumatologist. Um, I'd bring them in and he'd say, there's nothing you can do about this. You have to take these medications forever. This is, this is your destiny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was looking at like the medication side effects, I couldn't get pregnant on the methotrexate and the prednisone that I was on and longevity wise, when I was going to be like a grandparent, the likelihood of me having cancer or something being on these drugs was really high. So I was like, oh, I need to do something else. And at the same time, I was getting sicker. So I knew that route wasn't working for me. So when I was in school, I, I started, I just kept on my educational journey and I became a nurse practitioner when I was 28. And at that time, 
I was getting really sick. And I think the stress of boards and starting a new position, changing cities for my work, it all just kind of crumbled down at the same time. And I was diagnosed at that time with Crohn's. Tell the listeners what that is too, just in case they don't know. Yeah. So you've probably heard of irritable bowel disease, IBD. There's IBD, there's IBS. So irritable bowel syndrome is like inflammation of the GI tract, whereas IBD is an autoimmune type inflammation of the GI tract. So Crohn's disease can start anywhere from the mouth to the anus and Uh, ulcerative colitis, which is the other, the brother of it, is usually in the large intestine. So I had the Crohn's disease. It was primarily in my small and large intestine. So uh, Crohn's and colitis are inflammatory in nature, right? Inflammatory bowel diseases. So you already had some inflammation, it sounds like, in your joints if you were seeing a rheumatologist, and now suddenly... All yeah. the stress, kind of this yeah, cascade. So it, yes. And it so, you know, at that time it was misdiagnosed. It was, they called it seronegative rheumatoid arthritis when I was first diagnosed, which means there was no blood markers for rheumatoid arthritis, but my joints were achy. They were enlarged. So they, that's what they um, diagnosed me with. But in reality, looking at it, everything starts in the gut. So all of these extra symptoms that I was having, I had some weird skin patches on my face. It was all stemming from my gut. But at that time, I had no idea what was going on. So then going back, I I was hospitalized for a week at that time. And it was kind of at the point where I was looking into leaky gut. And at that time, it wasn't really well known what was leaky gut. And I was reading the symptoms and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is everything that I have. And that's kind of where my journey started in looking at integrative medicine. So tell us what the conventional approach is, I guess you kind of already have, to inflammatory bowel disease. So even as a nurse practitioner, like we know kind of what what the treatments are. So tell us again, kind of what you were offered. If you tried some of those, did they help? And then let's pursue conversation on what an integrative approach to inflammatory bowel disease is and kind of, we'll just say what interventions you, different interventions you tried. So typically with any autoimmune disease, Western medicine's approach is turning off the immune system so that the our immune markers aren't attacking themselves. That's what they think is happening in the body. So they want to hush the immune system. So the biologics, the steroids, everything like that is put into our body to hush the immune system. So at first you feel amazing. So when I was placed on prednisone, I felt great. Like my ankles didn't hurt anymore. I could walk. My inflammation was down. But the more that I would be on it, the less effective the drugs would be. So then the next drug would be added. And and that's kind of the course of action for a lot of autoimmune disease to where you start with basics and then you get on, they're called for for IBD, they're called 5-amino salicylic acid, the 5-ASAs. And then it goes to immunomodulating drugs like in the biologics, the Humira, the Remicade, the IV stuff. So it's, again, more potent, um, harsher anti-inflammatory, anti-immune things so that our body doesn't produce the inflammatory symptoms. But with that, again, over time, it's quieting the immune system. And what is our immune system supposed to do in our body? It's supposed to help keep us healthy and strong. So while it's suppressing the stuff that's kind of flaring, it's also creating cancer cells and other abnormal cells that aren't really supposed to be in our body. So there's that balance that is there. And in Western medicine, we're like this microscopic approach where we just look at the the acute stuff. Well, how do we make this person happy in this moment versus how is this person going to feel in 30 years? 
um, or 20 years, you know, and in the worrisome thing, Steph, is that right now there's so many kids being diagnosed with autoimmune disease. And so we're putting them on all these immune suppressants, but we're not thinking about them when they're at childbearing age or when they want to be grandparents. So what quality of life are we having on them right now? Yeah, that's amazing that you in your 20s, you were already thinking of this. You were already thinking, oh my gosh, what about the long-term side effects? What if, like, yes. I, yeah. what am I, how am I going to be a grandparent if, I, if I'm if i on all these medications? Right. And and so that's, that's really where my journey started in functional medicine was like, okay, I looks like my diet can change. I, I did testing and my gut was full of pathogens. My lifestyle was toxic, stress, mental, all of that, you know, just going through all of the things of a 20-year-old. And um, yeah, I, I was inundated with chemicals and different toxins. So it was really about peeling the, I say it's like peeling the layers of an onion, just one at a time, taking away the toxic burdens of my body and starting to really heal from the inside out. So that's kind of the functional approach that you pursued. So can we dive into that? Like, look, can you tell the listeners kind of what pathogens you found, how you found them? Was that on a stool test, whatnot? What toxins you found you were exposed to? Kind of already, I guess we kind of covered the stress. Obviously, you were taking boards and new job and, you know, relocation. You had high stress there. Can we dive into those layers, but also into diet? Like, and how strongly you feel diet changes can influence um, inflammation in our body? Yes. So the first thing that I did, and again, I was in my 20s, I didn't know a lot about functional medicine. So I was kind of doing it blindly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I started working with an acupuncturist because, you know, in, in the Midwest, there wasn't a lot of functional medicine practitioners I could find. And she actually did muscle testing with me. And I don't know if the listeners really know about muscle testing, but it's kind of like an autonomic nervous system testing trigger that our bodies say what, what we're okay with or not. And I think that's helpful in some ways and not helpful in others, but we did that and I did an elimination diet. So I completely eliminated gluten, dairy, soy, fish, eggs, nuts, just to really go back to very basic foods and then to reintroduce those about four weeks after I took them out. And when I reintroduced, I reintroduced one thing at a time very slowly. And did you have bowel changes? Like, did you know, was it, I don't want to say easy. But sometimes it's even, it's easier when patients have a strong reaction immediately, like they eat gluten and they get diarrhea or they get a headache, you know, or brain fog. I feel like I'm intoxicated. I just can't, it affects my nervous system. Were you easily able to identify which foods were your biggest triggers or no? You know, I, I wasn't, my body isn't something that's like, wow, I do one thing and all of a sudden it's magical. It's not like that, but I knew I felt better. And that was the biggest thing. But I will tell you out of the hundreds of patients that I've helped from then on, I always have them do a gluten-free, dairy-free diet for four weeks, no matter what, just to kind of reset their body. I can tell you 99% of them after they do that, if they have gluten or dairy, they will feel it. So it's like kind of resetting the body to let their bodies tell them how they feel. Because, you know, we're so toxic at some point that it's like, oh, we need to do a cleanup so that we can truly listen to our body again. Sure. So did the acupuncturist, were you saying she kind of found pathogens through muscle testing? So she did some pathogens through muscle testing. And then later on, I did um, multiple stool testing. And that's where I, I found different yeast, parasites, bacteria. Gosh, I've done about every test under the book. I say I'm my own N of one, so I'm my own research subject. So anything that I could do test-wise, I, I would check. And 
further on we can get down to this, but like I, you know, I went to Mexico and had a fecal transplant in 20. 20- I forgot that you did that. Yes, we should go there. But hey, that let's come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah because I mean, like, yeah, you've literally done like everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is that I'm like, I'm a patient and I'm a provider. So when I'm trying to help my patients on the healing journey, like I want to know what their experience is as well. So I can say I literally have done that. I've done everything. So, so yeah, I, I'm always trying new things for sure. So back to your layers that you peel back. These are the layers we peel back in almost every patient who right comes to see us who wants an integrative approach. You changed your diet. You explored and treated pathogens. Um, you reduced stress. What about chemicals? Where did you find your highest chemical exposure was? Anything super revealing there? So at that time, when I was originally diagnosed with seronegative rheumatoid arthritis, a couple of weeks prior to being diagnosed, I went on a 16-hour trip with my dad who owned a lawn. He, he does lawns. He owns his own lawn business. And we went on a 16-hour trip in his van. So, you know, it's full of chemicals. And I mean, I just laid a mattress in the back of his van and, and slept in it. Oh. And yeah, so I know that that was like something that totally rubbed out my inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's always like the needle in the haystack type things. There was, there was other things that I found out later, but just being around those chemicals growing up and the foods that I ate, you know, I wasn't eating organic foods. I had mold, we had mold in our basement and I mean, we'd be in rooms with mold and not even think twice about it. So it was all of those that were kind of built up. And I did a lab test called HLADR it's a panel that you can run. And I saw that I was a very, I'm a very poor detoxifier. So no matter what I was doing, if I wasn't pulling those things out, they were just kind of circulating in my body. So I definitely had a major toxic overload just from chronic exposures. Sure, sure. Well, let's stay on the detox topic for a moment, because this is also where lymphatic drainage therapy comes in. I know you're a big fan of that. So is that something that you recommend for your patients? Is that something you heavily utilize? Tell us about lymphatic therapy. Yeah. So our lymph system is basically, it lines the blood vessel system and it takes out the toxins. So if our lymph system is stagnant in any way, our toxins are being kind of, they're just kind of lingering in our body. And, you know, back in the olden days, we would ride horses and we'd be walking constantly and moving. And that's what naturally got the lymph flowing. And in today's world, we're more sedentary, sitting down at desk jobs, and we're not moving the lymph. So it's just getting congested in our body and toxins aren't leaving. So I recommend lymph therapy to almost every one of my patients. You don't have to be big. You don't have to have the quote unquote, like the fluid in the legs and stuff like that. You can be of regular size and that lymph can hide. So it's really important to move lymph. There's a lot of lymph massage therapists that will help. And what I've found with my patients, there's some really good physical therapists that do lymph in my town. So I send orders over there, their insurance pays for it. So it's, you know, a double benefit. And from home, since we're not riding horses anymore, well, most of us aren't, (laughs) what are some techniques that you uh, advise your patients do? Yeah, there's so many things that they can do and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, which is the best. So, you know, the, the cheapest thing is deep breathing. Just sitting every day and focusing on your breath, moving your belly in and out helps move lymph. Doing yoga can help move lymph. Dry brushing, and you can go on YouTube and you can find hundreds of videos of how to dry brush. 
but getting a $5 brush, like it's a bamboo bristles, you can work the lymph system and you usually start at your extremities and go towards the big pathways in the center of your body. I have a lymph plate behind me actually, where I stand on it for 10 minutes a day. And the lymph plate is just a vibrator. So it has different settings, but it vibrates your body to stimulate the horse riding, the movement of the wave of the lymph. So there's compression stockings that you can wear. If you have some fluid in your legs, uh, you can do compression devices that actually pump in different parts of your body. So those are the, the biggest, easiest ways that you can start moving the lymph. Between the fumes from car exhaust, industrial emissions, and as many of us have experienced recently, smoke from forest fires, the air we breathe is often filled with harmful pollutants. But did you know that the EPA has shown that indoor air can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air? This is why at my clinic and at my home, I use Air Doctor air filters. These filters are 100 times more effective than ordinary purifiers and help capture smoke, viruses, bacteria, pollen, mold, and dust mites. In fact, they capture 100% of some of the most dangerous ultrafine particles as small as 0.003 microns in size, and that's pretty small. They have a proprietary dual action carbon gas trap VOC filter, which combines two types of media, activated carbon to remove gas and odors and potassium permanganate to deactivate certain volatile organic compounds, VOCs, like formaldehyde. Air Doctor's auto mode uses a professional grade air quality sensor to assess the air in the room and immediately adjust to correct levels of air filtration. The sensor will also alert you when your air quality is compromised by changing its indicator lights from green to yellow or red. I discovered this feature almost immediately after installing my Air Doctor at home when the indicator light went from green to red. It got me wondering why the air was so bad and I did some digging. It turned out there was a problem with my furnace. After it was fixed, the Air Doctor sensor immediately turned back to green. Had I not discovered the issue with the help of the Air Doctor, we could have ended up with much greater problems. I often recommend the Air Doctor to my patients dealing with mold toxicity. Of course, I always recommend they remove themselves from the mold exposure as soon as possible, but I understand it takes time to remediate the home. So in the meantime, as well as on an ongoing basis, I recommend they get Air Doctors running in their homes. One of these machines would be a great Christmas gift for a loved one. Stop by the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic if you'd like to see different sizes or visit the bonus tab of my website, yourlongevityblueprint.com to find a special link for $280 off the 83,000 using code GRAY15. That's capital G-R-A-Y 15. And watch for even greater promotions during Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but you must use my link, which we'll post in the show notes. Awesome. So that's something I take it that you early on incorporated as in your journey, healing journey yes. to help with detox. I know something else you heavily specialize in is IV therapy, which can help support the immune system, but also help with detox. So let's go there. So tell us kind of how you've utilized IV therapy, why you explored that. I don't know at what part of your journey you, you pursued getting IV therapy yourself and then how you offer that to your patients. So kind of tell us how that was incorporated into your journey. So Right away, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2014, I knew that I wasn't getting the nutrients that I needed. My gut was inflamed and I just felt malnourished. So I was like, how can I bypass my gut and get nutrients into my cells? And that's when I found IV therapy. There really wasn't anything around uh, the Midwest. So I flew to California and did some training. And I was like, you know, this is amazing. It made me feel really good and rejuvenated. So I knew that it was something that would help other people. So that's when I kind of started incorporating it in my own practice. 
just for like IBD and, and IBS, it's helping heal the tissues from bypassing the gut so that we're not having to have our gut work really hard to absorb nutrients. And just with a lot of IBD patients, when we do testing, it's never, there's no such thing as an autoimmune disease per se. There's always a root cause. So like digging back, peeling the layers, there's always pathogens or something going on. So the IV therapy can really help with like uh, removing pathogens and, and just help with re supporting the system and healing. Sure. So can you give the listeners some examples of what you would put in an IV bag for patients? So you mentioned nutrients. So specifically what nutrients, and then we'll kind of, I'll, you take it away. <laughs> yeah. So with like IVD, a lot of our patients do, we call it the gut health bag, but it has B vitamins, minerals, and the most important thing is amino acids. So we do amino acids to really, they're the building blocks um, yeah. of our protein. So we For really healing, like to, yeah. yes. So we support their guts with that. If they have pathogens, we will do something called blood ozone where, and that's probably a whole nother episode, but we take um, blood and we mix it with oxygen and ozone, and that can help remove pathogens from the body as well. So those are some of the, the main things we do for IBD patients, but there's so many other things. Just again, the, the high quality nutrients. Yeah. So even from an immune supportive standpoint with our current, I don't know what you call it, health of the nation, um, <laughs> IV vitamin C can be very helpful. So is that something that you use in high doses with your patients? Yes. So we put vitamin C in every bag of ours. And it's, again, it's really important to have quality nutrients. So our vitamin C is tapioca based, not corn, because again, corn is GMO inflammatory. So we put that in most all of our bags. And then, yeah, we do a lot of high dose vitamin C, which for some people like high dose is like 50,000 milligrams. You know, when you think about a supplement that you're taking orally, you're taking maybe 500, a thousand, this is like 50,000 milligrams. And that really turns from being an antioxidant to an oxidant. And with the oxidant powers, it can go around, it can help kill off abnormal pathogens. It can help with abnormal cells like cancer cells. And the beauty of it is that vitamin C doesn't harm your normal cells. So that can be a really powerful player for people as well. Awesome. What about uh, from a detox standpoint? Do you use much glutathione IV? So we have like what we call immune boost. So again, the good amounts of vitamin C nutrients, and then we will push we'll use glutathione at the end, like just to help their body detox. And again, glutathione is an amazing antioxidant. So we use that in specific ways. And with people with IBD, we just are careful with what we do. We start low and slow because people can have methylation issues and other ways that nutrients um, have a difficult time getting into cells. So we just want to make sure that they're tolerating everything okay. Sure. And even IBD aside, just for the listeners, IV therapy is not just for those patients. It's really for everyone. Anyone struggling with, like you mentioned, autoimmune diseases, um, if they just are commonly, frequently sick, patients with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, cancer, anything else you want to add? <laughs> I know you're a uh, huge fan. <laughs> yeah, as I say, athletes. I mean, yeah. a lot of, we do a lot of preventative medicine with, you know, the viruses going around right now, and especially after holiday season, people, if the first sign of feeling down and depleted, they'll come in and get an IV just to kind of kick it before it gets bad. And I mean, people notice a big difference and that's why it's so popular. It's really, again, you're giving your, your gut the rest that it needs 
and still getting your cells and nutrients. Awesome. So back to those layers, layers that you use you used on yourself and also with your patients, I guess we'll circle back around to the fecal transplant. So tell us <laughs> at what point you decided to pursue that. Like how were you not getting better or were you, was that the cherry on the top of the cake or? <laughs> yeah, I was feeling good. And I, you know, constantly getting better, right? It's like once that's why I call it the layers of the onion, because like once you heal something, then something else shows up. So it's like, Oh, I'm doing so well. And then it's like, okay, this is going to be the time that the toxins, the chemical toxins come out that we need to heal. So, you know, we keep going like that. So I'd be getting better, but I still was like, okay, what else is there? And fecal transplants were always at the forefront of my mind. Like I want to do this because I heard so many good stories about it. Uh, I did a lot of research before I did it. And there's a medical hospital that I've went to a few times, like just to do a detox week or, you know, just go and get away in Mexico that I really trusted and liked. And they actually use the fecal transplants from the States and with the States to qualify for a fecal transplant in the United States, you have to have C. difficile, just one specific bacteria. And it has to be you have to do a whole regimen prior. You have to have antibiotics. And if you fail so many regimens, then you can do the, the fecal transplant. So I wasn't a candidate in the States. I had C. diff at one point, but it wasn't showing up at the time that I wanted it. So Mexico was the place that I had to go to get it. But again, this place, they took the fecal transplant that I, I would basically get in the States. They, they brought that to the Mexico hospital. So I did it and knowing going in, I knew that my Crohn's was mostly in my small intestines. So with the studies, they show a lot of good results when it's in the lower large intestine, Okay, you know, right, right by the rectum anus area. So I just wanted to try it. And so we did, um, the way that you can insert fecal transplants is many different ways. They can do an NG tube where they put a tube down your nose. You can do what I call is crapsules, where you take <laughs> capsules of the FMT and you orally take it. And then they can do stuff like enemas or uh, colonoscopies. So my first one was a, col a colonoscopy. They inserted it. And then the next few days I did the capsules of the transplant, which was like 36 capsules in one dose. It was pretty bad. Wow. And I mean, it doesn't you don't taste anything like it's fine, but it's just taking 36 capsules of anything is, is overwhelming. Yeah. So we did, I did that. And again, like I didn't notice a big change, but I was really thankful that I did it. You might not know this, but building a healthy gut or gastrointestinal system is one of the most important things you should be working on to maintain your health and longevity. That's why actually in my book, Your Longevity Blueprint, I devote the entire first chapter to the gut. I like to compare the gut or gastrointestinal system to the foundation of your home. You have to have a strong gastrointestinal system upon which to build great health. So with that in mind, I want to share a few tips to help you do just that. The first step with improving your gut health is to clean up your diet, removing inflammatory foods, foods you may have sensitivities towards, and treating gut infections. Like I mentioned, I get into this in a lot more depth in chapter one of my book. Once you've done that, however, there are also some amazing nutrients that exist to help you heal further. Two of my favorite Your Longevity Blueprint combination powder products for helping patients heal their guts are called Gut Shield and GI Support. Gut Shield contains several important ingredients, including glutamine and zinc. Glutamine is the most important non-essential amino acid for gut healing, and zinc is a top mineral for gut healing as well. 
Gut Shield also contains N-acetyl-D-glucosamine and aloe vera. N-acetyl-D-glucosamine is a mucin precursor that has been shown to increase the production of mucus within the GI tract. This is beneficial in coating the tract and protecting it. Gut Shield also contains deglycerized licorice root extract, also known as DGL, a form of licorice root that does not contain glycerizin, which can raise blood pressure. Licorice has been known to treat and heal ulcers. It works as a demulcent to soothe the irritated tissue. It's antispasmodic, anti-inflammatory, and anti-allergenic. Aloe vera has been used throughout history to promote a normal inflammatory response. You may have used it on your cuts, scrapes, or burns as a child. Studies have shown that aloe vera is also specifically beneficial to the gastric mucosa in part through its ability to balance stomach acid levels and promote healthy mucus production. All these gut healing nutrients are packed into one little scoop of powder that can be added to a beverage of your choice or mixed into a smoothie. I recommend patients consume this consistently for at least three months for gut healing. My second favorite product for gut healing is called GI Support, a gut healing protein powder containing glutamine as well. The difference here is that GI Support is also loaded with natural anti-inflammatories like turmeric. It also contains arabinogalactins, which serve as prebiotic fiber. And it contains green tea extract, also known as EGCG, a potent antioxidant that further helps to reduce inflammation. It's the Cadillac of gut healing powders because it has protein, the amino acid glutamine, prebiotics, anti-inflammatories, and antioxidants all in one scoop. And yes, it can be combined with Gut Shield. Consider taking the Synergistic Blend daily while focusing on cleaner eating. These products aren't needed forever, but they sure help expedite the healing process of your gut lining. Check out more product information on our website and use code HEALGUT for 10% off either product. That's Gut Shield or GI Support at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now let's get back to the show. Do you have any pre and post testing on yourself? Like, did you do a stool test before and stool test after to see like if your flora changed or just out of curiosity? So I did the pre-testing and then this was February, 2020 when I did it, it was like right before the, basically yeah. the world shut down. Yeah. And so afterwards I was using American gut to test my flora and they stopped doing regular testing to get into the COVID stuff. So I still have the test kit because, and it doesn't matter when I do it, I can do it a couple of years later. If that fecal transplant from that person or the multiple people that you get it from, it will change your gut microbiome forever. So I, I am going to get that done, but at that time I couldn't, which was very disappointing to me. Super interesting. I hesitate even saying this on the, the show, but I was literally just talking to my brother about a South Park episode where they have a <laughs> fecal transplant, <laughs> um, where they, and, and, and I'm not saying the listener should watch that. I mean, it's, it's not a great show, but in general, I, I want to bring that up in that a fecal transplant is a meticulous process. It's not something that you can just do at home from a friend's donor, you know, stool specimen, <laughs> like this is serious business. So, so I'm glad that you had this, you know, professionally done <laughs> or however you want to call yes. it. Yes. And, and that, I think that's one of the biggest things too, because there's people that when you have something like IBD, it's serious and it definitely affects your quality of life. So people we'll do are anything. desperate <laughs> for, to, to do anything. And, and again, like, like you said, Stephanie, it's like less than 1% of Americans qualify to be a donor for fecal transplants. Like, were you on antibiotics in the past five years? Um, have you ever done drugs? Are you on any medications? 
Um, what is your all of those influence the microbiome, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. when I first started researching this, like way back in 2014, there was a study that came out that was showing when people were having like the fecal transplants for C. diff, if they got, cause they were at that time, they didn't know much. So they were taking a lot of random samples and if they took an obese person's fecal transplant and gave it to someone of normal BMI, their BMI would change and we'll actually up. increase. I've heard that. Yeah. Yes. I've so heard that's that. how important. So like when you want a donor, like you don't want a donor that, you know, you, you want a donor that's super healthy and that doesn't, and it, even mental health wise, like it all connects. So yeah, it's, yeah. again, so it's really important to, to know your donors for sure for that. Well, I'll be interested to hear in upcoming years what your post stool test looks like. Cause that, I yes. just feel like that's such valuable data. So few people have done what you got done. So it'd be interesting to hear. Thanks for reminding me. Cause I'm going to get that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kind of stay on the, I don't want to say poop topic for a minute, but I know enemas are also something that you advise for your patients in general. So can we talk about that briefly? And is that something that you've used as well? Yeah. So, you know, everybody's different. So I tell people like, it's not, nothing is ever one size fits all. And Agreed. sometimes, you know, yep. co- you know, enemas could be really helpful for someone and they, they could maybe irritate someone else's bowels or maybe not be of the best. So it's really individualized approaches, but I have used enemas with really great success for a lot of people. There's what we call butyrate enemas that can actually help calm the intestinal inflammation. And that's of like a natural probiotic type type enema. Short so, chain, it's a short chain fatty acid. Yes. Think of it as it can feed your good bacteria. Yep. Yes. So, so butyrate is, can be used. We can use again, probiotics in different things to help calm the bowel. So they are a benefit for sure. What about coffee enemas? Yeah, IBD. So I like using coffee enemas for cancer patients and in different patients. IBD, it's one of those things that's like, okay, try it once, see how you feel. And then if you notice that you're feeling well, then do it again, because that can help with adrenal function, glutathione production. So some people can feel really good. But if your gut is acutely irritated, sometimes the intestines can get irritated from that too. Sure, sure. Well, what would you say is the single most important intervention that kind of turns your condition around? Or do you really think it was just the combination of everything that you did? Yeah, honestly, I can't attribute. It's been everything that I've done in my life. I think that once you get diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or cancer or something like that, it's a lifelong journey and it doesn't have to be unempowering. I think the biggest thing for me was becoming empowered and taking control of my health because when I was in the Western medicine model, I was told I was a victim. This wasn't my fault. And once you take the focus off yourself, like it makes you powerless. I couldn't do anything about it if it was in my genes, but I could do something about it if it was my toxic lifestyle, which it was. So that's what I changed. So I think the biggest thing is taking your power back and being in charge of your health. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, tell us where listeners can connect with you and find you and where your practice is. I'm in Dubuque, Iowa, and most people follow me on Instagram. My handle is the healthy practitioner, and that's kind of where I spread some some news about detoxing and, and just to live a healthier lifestyle. Yes, you don't hold back on Instagram. No, so. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, I guess I should circle back around also to kind of tell us your happy ending. So you told us kind of where your health was in your 20s. So 
you know, flash forward to now. Yeah, I, my health, I am doing well. Uh, I am 19 weeks pregnant as of this podcast. So yay, I was hoping you were going to share that. Yeah. So I mean, and again, that's, you guys heard half of my story. You didn't hear (laughs) the parts of, you know, having major surgeries and abscesses and, and stuff like that. So to be able to have a baby and feel really healthy and, you know, again, have, have really good nutrient status is really, it's such a blessing. It's amazing. And yes. yes. And I feel great. So I, I'm just really grateful for everything that has happened in the course of my last, you know, 20 years. So awesome. 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 Well, let me go back to <laughs> where listeners can find you. So like, um, tell us your handle. I, you said Instagram, but tell us your handle. Really Instagram's my main way. So, but you can reach me, like you can look on www.balancehealth.me. That's my regular website. But Instagram, is it Healthy Practitioner? Did it's, you already yep, say that? The Healthy Practitioner. Yep. Awesome. I just want to make sure we, and we'll post that in the show notes so listeners can follow you. As you know, I conclude every episode asking my guests their top longevity tip. So you, you've given us many tips, but what's your top longevity tip if you had to pick one? Healthy air and healthy water. Get an uh, air purifying system wherever you spend the most time, work, home and get a healthy filtration system for your water. So you're not drinking fluoride and chlorine and all of the other toxins that are in typical water. Love it. Yeah. Two ways to continuously reduce your, your toxic burden, right? Reduce the incoming exposure of toxins. Well, thank you so much today for coming on the show and just sharing your story and just being vulnerable. And I'm so happy that you have this happy ending that all your struggles um, are not in vain. You're now you're you're pregnant and you're able to share your journey with your patients to um, to better help them heal. So thank you for introducing us to the integrative approach to inflammatory bowel disease and to IV therapy. So this is great. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. As you heard, Stephanie made drastic changes in her diet and utilized functional medicine to heal her autoimmune condition. If you want to connect with her further, she has a free upcoming webinar to help you optimize your immune system, and I'll post that link in the show notes. I keep telling her she needs to write a book and share her story, and I think you would agree. Lastly, if you're interested in pursuing IV nutritional therapy for yourself, that is also a service that we offer here at the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thank you so much for listening and remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.